afternoon. This is Sandra Robinson, Fort Worth, Texas. How's everybody doing today? I hope everybody's doing well. I'm doing good. All is well, thank God. I was thinking about you guys and I was uh, sitting here getting ready to go home. I'm in my car and I was just thinking about the condition of the world that we live in today and what it's going to take for us Christians to walk out that anointing that we should be all, you know, desiring to walk out and live out in our lives. It's going to take a consecrated lifestyle. Yes, it's going to take a consecrated lifestyle. We have to consecrate our, we're going to have to commit our lives to God. We're going to have to pursue him like never before. We're going to have to be totally committed, sold out for God. That's what it means to live a consecrated lifestyle. Just like Joseph and Daniel and Moses, they lived, John the Baptist, they lived a consecrated lifestyle. And my prayer for us today is that we will get to the point where we'll work on ourselves and we will consecrate ourselves. You know, what does it mean to live a consecrated lifestyle, you may ask? Living a consecrated lifestyle means to be committed, first of all, to God, to pursue Him. You know, to be to sell out, to be sold out for Him, to spend time with Him. Carve out that time during your day, every day, for prayer and for devotion and for worship. You know, you, you have to make that a lifestyle. Prayer should be a lifestyle. For all of us, especially intercessors, we have to stay on the wall. We have to live that consecrated lifestyle. Push your plate back sometimes. Separate yourselves from others that want to gossip and those that want to backbite and talk about other people and separate yourselves sometimes. Come off social media sometimes for a moment and consecrate yourself. Get before God. Get in his presence. The world needs Jesus and the world needs us to stand in the gap and to pray. We have to live that consecrated lifestyle so much so that the world will see the glory of the Lord upon us, on our lives. And they will want that. They will want to know the God that we serve. People, we have to get back to living a consecrated lifestyle. That's what it's going to take. You know, the world that we live in today We need the Christians to consecrate themselves. This is a call for the body of Christ to consecrate themselves in order to walk in that anointing. We we always say that we want to see the glory. Well, in order to see that glory, we're going to have to live a consecrated lifestyle. You got to sell out for God. Hallelujah. It's time for us to stop playing church. It's time for us to live that consecrated lifestyle. And what does all that entail? It's just like I said previously, it entails pushing your plate back sometimes. You got you to gotta, uh, give up something. You have to sacrifice. Sacrifice that coffee in the morning. That's one of my, to me, giving up food is not a sacrifice. Giving up my coffee, on the other hand, that's a sacrifice because I love my coffee, but I love God more. Oh, yes, I love him more than any cup of coffee. So, I, you know, we have to do that and we have to do it regularly. We have to get back to making that. Uh, it's almost like a, a, a tradition. It has to be a part of who you are. It has to be a part of the fabric of your being. You have to consecrate yourself by fasting, consecrate yourself by going into worship, go, staying in uh, prayer. Life Prayer should be a lifestyle for us. You know, we should always be walking in and living in a posture of prayer. You know, go into uh, intercession in the morning or sometime during the day. Carve out some time for God. That's what he wants. God loves us so much. He loves us wholeheartedly. 
And, uh, you know, it's only right that we love him back. That's all he wants. He wants us to love him right back. And I do. Do you love him? I, I believe that you do. A lot of you that are listening to me, I believe that you love God. And I believe that a lot of us don't know how to live that consecrated lifestyle. When you give the benefits of living a consecrated lifestyle, when you give God your all, your whole life changes. It changes. You're going to start thinking differently. You're going to start behaving differently. You're going to start spending your time and your energy and your money differently. Everything changes about you. You're going to have as more, I mean, uh, uh, as you spend more time in his word and in prayer and in his presence, your heart's going to draw closer to him. You're going to fall in love with him more. You're going to love him more. And then as a result, as a benefit, you're going to reap the consequences of that. You're going to, uh, in your relationship with God, you're going to reap a positive consequence. Because you're going to have a closer relationship with God for one. And like I mentioned, Daniel and Moses and John the Baptist. If you look at Daniel, Daniel is an example of a consecrated, of living, of one who lived a consecrated lifestyle. He separated himself unto God and he lived differently than the others. He positioned his heart after God and he prayed three times a day. He fasted and he sought after God when no one was watching. That's what makes a big difference. How do you live your life when no one is watching? Are you still living a consecrated lifestyle? We should be living that lifestyle constantly, continuously, even when no one is watching. We have to be real with God. You know, it's more important to be real with God and care more about what God thinks of us than to care about what man thinks of us. What man thinks of us is nothing. Man cannot deliver you. Man cannot save your soul. None of that. It's God that can do all of these things. It's God. Jesus, he, he sent his son. Jesus, he loves us so much. He gave up his only begotten son. I mean, just think about that. Reflect on that for a moment. Can you give up your only child? He gave up his only begotten son because he loved us so much. My God, once we realize the love that God has for us, it changes everything. To me, it helps me to to relax more. I know that he loves me. I know that he has my back. I don't have to fear anything. People are all anxious and nervous about this war that's going on over there. I'm not nervous one bit because I know that God has me. I'm in the palm of his hands. When you're in the palm of his hands, no enemy, no foe can snatch you out. You know, are we saying, are we just reading the Bible or are we really marinating on this word? Are we really taking it in and are we really letting this word become a part of us? You got to, are we really paying attention to what we're reading or are we just saying something? Focus on that thing, marinate on it, reflect on it, on the love of God. Once you realize how much God loves you, there's no way that you will fear anything. You won't fear anything. Sometimes we may get nervous, of course, yes, but you won't walk in fear. You won't be paralyzed by fear. There's no way. Once you live a consecrated lifestyle, once you get filled with the Holy Ghost, there's no way that uh, depression can hold you down. There's no way that fear can hold you down. None of that. It cannot stay if you are filled with the Holy Ghost. If you don't have the Holy Spirit, ask, the, ask God to fill you with the Holy Spirit. Fill you until you overflow. Fill you until out of your belly flows rivers of living water. We need the Holy Ghost. 
Oh, yes, we're going to need it for these times that we live in. And the Holy Ghost is a gift to you and your children. The Bible says so. God is not going to hold that gift uh, back from you. If you ask for it, if you want it, he's going to give it to you. You need the Holy Ghost. If you have the Holy Ghost and you want that fire back and you feel like that fire is gone, ask God to refill you. He will refill you again. We got to get back on the wall. We got to get back in prayer and devotion. We got to get back, people, to where we were when we first gave our lives to God. For those of you who are not saved, ask God to save you if you want to have that relationship with God. You need it. We need to be saved. You want to enter the kingdom? You got to give your life to God. And we have to, we got to go through Jesus. Jesus is the door. Jesus is the son of God. He died on that cross for us. He rose again on the third day. If you believe that, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that he died and he rose again on that third day, you will be saved and welcomed into the kingdom. He would not turn his back on you. He would not deny you. That's what I love about God. He would not deny you. There are many people on this earth that would deny you and reject you, but Jesus would not. He would not deny you or reject you. He loved you. God sent his son to the cross to die for you. There's no way he would deny you. That's the whole reason he sent his son to the cross because he loves you. And he does, it's not his desire that any man should die without having a relationship with God. So people, we got to get back to a consecrated lifestyle. You have never lived a consecrated lifetime. It's lifestyle, it's time to start living one. That's the way if, if the body of Christ would get together and consecrate themselves and, and live that consecrated lifestyle, there's no way we could turn things around. We could make a difference. Prayer is powerful. We got to get serious about that thing. Prayer is powerful. I'm beginning to see a lot of the manifestations of my prayers come to pass now. Prayer works. I'm a witness. Prayer works. So. That's what I stopped by to tell you guys today. And I just pray in the name of Jesus. Father God, I come in the name of Jesus and I pray for my brothers and sisters that are under the sound of my voice right now. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that you you would do a work on their hearts. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I pray, Father God, that you will help them to get back on the wall of prayer. Get back, Father God, in devotion, Father God, in spending time with you. Help them to come out of the crowd, Father. Help them to come out of the noise and spend fine time to spend with you, Father. Help them to carve out time in their day, Father God. One of the tricks of the enemy is to fill out their up with things, Father God, to do, full of distractions and full of different uh, other responsibilities, Father God, all kinds of responsibilities that does not include you. So, Father God, I come against the spirit of distraction right now in the name of Jesus. I come against that spirit of distraction. I bind it, uproot it, and cast it out in Jesus' name. And I pray, Father God, that you will... uh, Help them, Father God, to find time in their day. Help them to manage their time, Father God. Help them to push back and carve out time in their day so that they can spend time with you in the name of Jesus. I pray, Father, in the name of Jesus. I pray, Father, that you will put a desire down in our hearts, Father God, to consecrate ourselves to commit ourselves to you, to pursue you, oh God. Help us to fall in love with you again. Help us to fall all over in love with you all over again. In the name of Jesus, fill our hearts with love, Father God, so much so that when people encounter us, when they meet us, Father God, they feel the love of God. They encounter you when they encounter us. Let there be less of us and more of you, Father. 
in the name of Jesus. All these things I pray and ask in Jesus' name, and I declare and decree it is so. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. I'm so glad that I hopped on here for this few minutes to talk to you guys. So go in peace, and I pray that you will think about some of the things that I said, and I pray that you'll make it up in your mind to focus on living a consecrated lifestyle if you're not doing that already. Hallelujah. Until next time, this is Sandra Robinson, over and out.